Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Wex Beal Podcast, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex, and welcome to the show. Um, I'm. This episode is a little bit more near and dear to my heart than a lot of episodes, and the reason being is because one way or another, somebody has been affected by cancer, whether it be from someone they know, a loved one, or they personally have battled the horrible disease of cancer themselves. It has affected everyone in one way or another. And today's episode actually goes into a little bit about um, the after effects of what cancer does and how we as a society can actually help become a stronger community, um, supporting those who have already fought the, the battle of cancer or are continuing to fight the battle of cancer. My father, unfortunately, passed away when I was almost 13 years old, and uh, we talk a little bit about that, and we also talk about the battle that my wife is going through currently, where she doesn't actually have cancer, but she has what's called the BRCA2 gene, which is not an if you're going to get cancer, it's more of a when, and she's taking steps preventatively to fight that so that she can be here for our children and, and for me, and, uh, and for herself so that she can live a long and healthy life and not have to fear of when she's going to get cancer. Um, she's doing some surgeries this year that she uh, is, is doing to preventatively keep her from succumbing to cancer. And we are all here for it and supporting her. But my guest today is Scott Britton, and he is the founder and operator of Battle Cancer out of the U.K., it is a program that helps support those who are going through cancer treatment, who have come out of cancer treatment, and are trying to get back to a normal, healthy lifestyle, uh, one that they had before they found out that they had cancer. And I love this conversation. Scott is an amazing person. I originally met him at the CrossFit Games back in uh, 2020, actually last year, 2021. I met him at Battle Cancer. Got to talk to him a little bit here at Wadapalooza a few weeks ago, back in January. And just an amazing, amazing guy. If you follow him on Instagram, Scott Britz on Instagram, you see him working out, doing all sorts of uh, workouts, usually with a shirt off and tattoos from you know head to toe. <laughs> he loves his tattoos, and we talk a little bit, a little bit about that as well. But uh, just a great guy and a great thing that he's doing. We talk a lot more about the organization Battle Cancer. One of the other things we talk about and something I highly suggest is if you are in the Central Florida area, now we are coming down to the wire on this, but there is a competition that is coming up in April called Girls Gone Rx. And it is actually being hosted all over in different locations nationwide, but you can get involved right here in Ocala at CrossFit Zoo. They are doing the Girls Gone Rx competition. The competition is going to be held on April 9th, and it's a women's only competition. And the proceeds go to help um, fight cancer and cancer research through the Girls Gone Rx organization. So they are doing a competition. It's going to be April 9th. Go to the CrossFit Zoo if you're in the Central Florida area. That is Ocala. And you can sign up to compete. Get yourself and two other ladies. It is a women's only competition. Teams of three. Get signed up. Registration is closing soon, so you do want to get involved in that. Um, there's a free athlete t-shirt and team name, sign, team name sign so that you can hang it up at your gym. Uh, if you sign up before March 21st. So get over there to the CrossFit Zoo. Um, if you go to their Instagram or their Facebook page, you can find links to get involved and get in the running for the Girls Gone Rx. And they're doing a competition right now where the gym with the most teams is going to get a free registration. And the proceeds go towards a good cause. They're great people. So get over there and check it out. The Girls Gone Rx competition at CrossFit Zoo on April 9th. So go check that out. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get to my interview. And once again, as I said, Scott is an amazing individual. Go and follow him on Instagram at Scott Brits. Um, you'll find you know, a lot of things that he's doing with Battle Cancer, a lot of the workouts he's doing. And you also, we talk about a competition that's coming up in December in Miami. And I hope that you guys join me down there at that competition because uh, he has invited us to come down with the Wex Peel podcast to come check it out and uh, be involved. So without further ado, I give you Scott Britton.
Oh man, Scott, how you doing, man? <laughs> how you doing, buddy? I'm good, thank you. First of all, it's super early in the morning for you. It is, but it's okay. It, it, dude, I, <laughs> I, I'm usually up this time anyways. Um, I'm just usually killing myself at a gym. So I'm I'm the I'm the 5 a.m. class, the 6 a.m. class. I do all that oh. stuff. So it is all good, man. Um, I mean, but, you're one of those special breed of people. I, I can't I can't do that. Yeah, I I mean I got used to it with um, coaching. And so I was the, okay. I, I ended up being the 5 a.m. coach. So, I mean, it just kind of, it, it's kind of evolved into now I don't coach anymore, you know, as much. So I, I just go to the gym now and it, it's, it's wonderful. I, I can get it in out of the way before the kids. So nice. yeah, okay. when the kids get up and rolling and all that sort of stuff. So let me, let's, let's go ahead and intro this thing, man. We're already, we're already start, started talking. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for being here to the, uh, the Wexfield podcast. I met you at Wadapalooza and yep. I've, you know, of course, listened to podcasts with you and I met you actually, so let me back up. I actually met you at the CrossFit games okay. um, last year, this past 2021. So yeah. tell everybody about you, tell everybody about, you know, kind of your background and we'll get, we'll get into the show, man. Amazing. No, well, yeah, thanks so much for having me. First of all, it is super early in the morning for you, so super kind. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we met at a game, so that sort of first games properly back from COVID. I know that they said the games before was, but it wasn't. That was at the ranch. It wasn't like how we know it is. Um, and then really get, nice to kind of properly get to speak to you um, at what of Palooza. So, yeah, um, I'm the head off now a team that's significantly bigger than when we started, um, a series of first of all events. So we put on uh, functional fitness, like CrossFit focused events around the world. There are 13 events around the world, uh, about seven different countries, where the whole concept is that you come and do four nine minute workouts. There's no scale, no elite, no RX. There's no penalty if you have to make an adaption to a movement. Um, it's all team. But the difference is that you choose a cancer charity or you can choose a mental health charity as well because they support a lot of people through various stages of, of cancer support. Um, and you fundraise. So you tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, everybody that you go and doing four crazy workouts in one day and you ask them to throw some dollars at you uh, for doing it and you direct where that goes so you choose your own one it goes direct to them doesn't even come to us um and so far we've managed to raise in dollars about two and a half million dollars for about 50 different charities across the world which is sounds a lot and it's great but it's a tiny 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 drop in an ocean um, and something that we just want to keep obviously building and, and growing on uh, and then the other side of what we do as well is we also fund coaches uh, across the world now to give three months of, uh, of classes for people who've finished their cancer treatment um, but they need to finish their cancer treatment with at least about a three month period um, and there's a huge population of people that have had cancer survived and now living with cancer so there's you know they're often forgotten and overlooked because they stop that support that we get when they're you know in the midst of that cancer treatment so we want to be there afterwards and see how do we you know work that person for the rest of their life so so far i've got 200 people do that program it's expanded again this year we've got another 20 to 40 locations across the year so those two main things are what we kind of spend our working days chipping away at and sometimes turning up at other big CrossFit events to, to shout at everyone about what we do. That is awesome. And, and it's something very near and dear to my heart. And I told you a little bit about kind of my backstory, course, yeah. but for those that don't know on the show, uh, my father passed away from uh, colon cancer back when it was right before my 13th birthday. So it's been, I mean, we're going on, I'm um, we're going, uh, I'm trying to do math here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going on almost 30 years since my, since my father passed away, but it's always been something that stuck with me. And I, re I remember the feeling that I had actually seeing my dad the day before he passed that, um, th it's just, that's not my dad. Like I, like I, I went into the room and I saw him and, and saw what cancer did to him. And I'm like, that's, that's not my dad. I, I, I have no other way to explain just what cancer does it, it is a it is a, just a nasty nasty um disease and fast forward to today um my wife thankfully hasn't hasn't had cancer but you had a nice a, a great talk with her and thank you for that yeah. at wadapalooza about kind of some of the things she's dealing with which is the breca 2 gene which is not an if you get cancer it's a when 
it's a it's a it's a it's a cancer gene that really affects uh, breast cancer. Um, she had to get a full hysterectomy last year. She's going to be getting a full double mastectomy and reconstruction this year. Um, on top of that, she got into a car accident and has to get back surgery. So it's like one thing, you know, one thing after the other for her. But um, like I said, something that is near and dear to my heart as far as, you know, seeing cancer affect my family. How did you get into, you know, kind of what, what's your background with getting into battle cancer and, and how you started it and, and why, you know, why, why is it something that you're so passionate about? Yeah, I mean, this is something that most most people feel that I have some one particular, you know, significant loss, and and it, and it wasn't for me. It was more an accumulation of of seeing what cancer can do over a number of years. So growing up, I would extended family members would, would always be passing away, and I've you know I've said this a lot of times before. I kind of knew what the etiquette was at a funeral before a wedding because I just went to funeral after funeral after funeral. And every single time growing up, you know, kind of, well, why has this person died? You know, they were not in their 80s or 90s. They were people in their 50s, 60s. And it was always cancer, 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 cancer. Some were people had cancer for five years. Some people had cancer for two, three months. And, and it was that continual process of seeing that. And then, uh, you know, I lost my grandfather to it. it was, and whilst it was something that wasn't this incredibly emotional loss it was just sort of compounded uh what this thing is that it just chooses everyone it doesn't matter whether you're fit whether you're young whether you're old it doesn't matter if you're black if you're white if you're from asia it doesn't matter it, it, everybody gets put out by, by what cancer does um, and then kind of growing up i was always like okay well you know, early 20s, let's do challenges. Everything was, can I, can I inspire people by doing some kind of challenge? And to be honest, I was really bad at it. I just never, I never captured the imaginations. I never managed to kind of individually make this big difference that you occasionally, you know, you, you turn the news channel on and you see somebody's raised 100,000. And you're like, how did that person do that? Yeah. So for me, that it needed to be a change. I was like, well, instead of it being okay, just me, well, what if there's, you know, 50,000 of me that we can all fundraise a thousand, you know, but it, we're going to have to get us together. Um, and that was a concept. And it started off with a, a deadlifting challenge where I brought lots of people in, but that, I was competing in powerlifting at the time. So that was particularly focused around that. It was pretty successful, but didn't still capture the community and the support element. And it wasn't until I kind of stumbled into a CrossFit gym and just saw how they supported each other just day to day. You know, if somebody needed, oh, I've got something broke on my house. Oh, well, there's someone in the gym that can come and do that. You know, oh, yeah. I need somebody to look after my dog. Oh, there's someone in the gym that can do that. And that attitude and that kind of community, I was like, well, this is, I think, the solution to this, that if we focus everyone in on fundraising and supporting people, there's a huge huge number that can be activated and pulled together and um, so the first part of cancer held here in the uk i just went and booked a really gigantic venue because again it has to capture my hearts imaginations my background until a couple of years ago was i worked in the police so i was a i was a detective sergeant in the police worked in serious crime so i had no event experience i had no marketing experience no media nothing nothing it was basically like let's try this does it work cool we've got people to sign up oh, well that <laughs> yeah. didn't work let's try something else and you know we we went from one year individually i raised like 500 pounds to the next year of our cancer raising like forty-eight thousand. Wow. so that was i was like okay cool so now it works but that's just one so if i have six of these that's going to be in the hundreds of thousands and that's what we did we went from one to three to six and then we've gone to 13 this year so you know covid had a bump in the middle of that obviously yeah. uh, but in terms of in terms of the events that was kind of sort of the evolution and we've gone from there was just a couple of us that did it me and my wife and my friend so now there's a team of uh, you know 10 11 people that all work with battle cancer every day on the program and the events trying to make a bit of a difference and hopefully this year, first time we're coming to the US properly with big events, we can, yep. yeah, you know, start making a, a real difference in, in the place that you call home instead of yes. the place I go home. And, and and I loved I loved actually meeting you at the games, just kind of your passion around it, and and you're and and you're hilarious. <laughs> we, we we jumped right into a serious conversation, but I like you are just hilarious when I was talking to you as far as some of the things that you 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 were saying and coming up with and. 
and talking about and just your personality shines through as far as you know just being somebody who is passionate about something like you can see organizations that are fundraising and it's like yeah what else whatever they don't they don't really believe in it but you can see that you believe in this so much and that you're so passionate about it that it is it is infectious um you know it, it i'm lucky you know i'm not i'm not selling cars if you yeah. ask me to sell cars world's worst terrible <laughs> not gonna happen gm yeah. they're not employing me you know but like this is something and it's something that it started out as the passion but it's got even stronger yeah. you know and, and i think there's, there's, a, there's a kind of difference with that as well like some people who work in the charity sector it is a job you know and yeah. yes it's a rewarding job but every single step of supporting more people meeting more people conversing with more people seeing the impact of what cancer does to more and more people it makes you want to do more it makes you realize how big of an, a problem that this is and how little the actual support is so you know i always kind of say that yes it started out as a passion but now it's become this like thing where uh, i'm not going to shut up until someone shuts me up you know, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm going to annoy people until they do something about it. I, I love it. Uh, and I love it. And, and like you said, it, it, it there's so much to do. Like there, there's never mm-hmm. not going to, I mean, we, we all hope for a day when there's nothing we have left to do. Like, no, we, yeah. we, we beat it. We've, we've, we've fought it. It's done. But this is one of those battles where it's like, there's never going to be there, or at least there seems there's never going to be a time where we're not going to be fighting this. And you can't give up. You have to just keep punching away at it and, and, and keep, keep fighting. And that's what I love about that. The spirit of the, of the, uh, of the, of the charity or, and, and the events is that it is, man, you get in there and you just gotta, you just gotta fight. Um, and it's for, it's, it's for everyone on that side yeah. as well. You know, like we've, you know, we were at Waterpalooza as you see some of the best athletes in the world. The whole thing at battle cancer is that you see every shape, size, age, everything because that's the impact of what happens so we gave everybody the opportunity to do something you know not everybody has the physical opportunity to compete elite at, at what a pleasure but everyone has the physical opportunity to do our event so again yeah. that's for me there's there's a lot of people that didn't know how to get involved they don't know how to do something which is what i didn't so hopefully we can also provide that platform for people to go do you know what i've really wanted to do something but i didn't know what and maybe i can't do an ironman or i don't i can't do a marathon which you know what? i can do four nine minute workouts and absolutely yeah. myself <laughs> yeah and and i've run a half marathon i never want to do it again <laughs> ever ever i have the medal Sensible. somewhere but somewhere behind me i have the medal for it and i'm good that's that, that's all i need um but yeah i'll get in and do not you know four nine minute workouts i now if anybody from crossfit's listening like the crossfit like hq i think that they should get you guys involved in the open and you know somehow have a co-op with the open i think that would be fantastic um even if they did it as a multiple scored event you know have a a one of your events be the title for you know week one or one two or three i mean there's three weeks to to choose from i think that would be an amazing opportunity so if there's anybody from crossfit hq listening i think that would be a a fantastic way to impact the community not just you know not just bring the community together to do a workout but bring them together for a actual you know cause no i love it complete you know this this uh i'm always constantly mithering people at hq um and like so we're we're hopefully going to flip and do something slightly on the opposite of that so one of our challenges so we release all our 12 challenges except you don't know what four you might take on at your event until about a week before so you can look and go look okay i've never done something like this i'm a bit worried oh okay these are the challenges i can train for them but i'm not sure which one of these four are going to pop up so we i think we should probably one of them will be kind of partnered with and kind of chosen and organized in with CrossFit. And on the flip side as well, we've got an event coming up at Mayhem with Rich and the team, and they're designing their own as well for there. So although we're not, we've not kind of got it the other way, um, we've got a good amount of buy-in that at least at our events and sort of our challenges, there'll be a few nods to the CrossFit sort of old guard in there. That's awesome. No, so in, you, you mentioned, you know, teaming up with Rich and them with, with Mayhem. What, so what are the events coming coming stateside I, I i i think you told my wife something about miami in december yes yeah so we, we basically have like a month 
of, of events that happened. So we, we start with Miami actually in the early part of November. Um, so we've got a place called the Flamingo Park Stadium. Um, it's like a little football stadium, but super right near Miami Beach. Sure. Um, really, really big open space. It's absolutely awesome. Big, big gigantic screens, lights, everything. Um, and then we go on from there. We, we head up to, to Tennessee and Houston. So I think actually we go from Miami then to Houston. We've got uh, a stadium that we bought out in Houston. So again, we're going big where, where we start this year. We're not just picking, you know, small places. Yeah. Um, and then we go from Houston to Tennessee. So we're hosting it at Mayhem with, with the Mayhem team there. Um, and then we finish off in LA um, at the Dignity Health Park Stadium, which is where the LA Galaxy play. So okay. we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've decided to like, you know, if you're going to come and join us for the first year, we want to make you look a superhuman and, and give you as much like rock star feeling as you can but yeah that that starts in november and sort of ends in in early december so there's, there's basically one every week did we just miss out thanksgiving because we thought everyone's going to be a little bit busy that weekend yeah just just a little bit you know between e- <laughs> between eating and black friday shopping you know one of the one of the two um so so as far as those events so you know what type of athletes are are coming to that event like what like is it is it something that they're going to do a registration for is there going to be like an online qualifier um you know like how just like, sign up. how big is the how big is the how is this yeah, so going I mean, to work i guess is the question i'm asking so our biggest event is our london event because we've had the longest time of yeah. building that so this is just to give you context we have about two thousand athletes that take part in that all in one day so every heat is about 600 athletes all working out at once so it's very cool to be part of such a feeling you know like you don't really get that anywhere else uh, you know you have bigger attended events but you don't tend to have 600 people all on the floor all at once um so our events are very big we have huge capacity in those events you know um whether we'll sell that number first year in the US, we're not sure, but we'll uh, we'll certainly try. Uh, but everything's teams of four, and that could be all male, all okay. female, or it can be or it can be mixed, and you can have any mix. You can have two and two, or three and one. Wow. Um, the 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 age for us, we've had the youngest person was thirteen, and the oldest person has been seventy four. So we we've had a huge range, and we don't we don't stop as long as you're old enough to compete. Um, it's fine. We don't have an upper cap like. You want to be 99 and come and do our event, 99 and come do our event. Yeah. Um, we have a, we work a lot with adaptive athletes. So we actually have a, a partnership with the Adaptive Training Academy. So those guys work with us on viewing the workouts, giving us suggestions of, of uh, adaptions for people. We've had single, double and triple amputee do our event. We have uh, people who complete sight loss uh, like and, and hearing loss do our events. Um, and that's a big passion for us because then nobody's separated. There isn't yeah. an adaptive category. Everyone is the same and everybody's scored the same. So it's really cool. There's, you know, whilst quite a lot of places shine a light on people, we also just acknowledge that we're all just in this together. Yeah. So there isn't a separation of that. Um, so basically everyone, you know, about 70% of people that do our events have never done a fitness event before because it's a great place to start. You're going to be nervous, but you can do everything. Um, no online qualifiers. It's sign up, get involved. We ask that you fundraise a minimum of $250 as a team. Okay. Most teams most teams beat that by far. Yeah. Um, but we just say that's minimum because there's a key element to our events. And what that is, is for every dollar that you raise, it's an extra point on your score. Oh, so wow. You could, so it really evens everyone up. So you could be the fittest team, but do $250. You could be the team that's just started your fitness journey. And this has literally happened and they've raised 15,000 and they've been sitting on the top of that leaderboard because of the difference they've made from a fundraising. So for us, you don't need to be the fittest. You don't have to be the strongest. You just have to care and you just have to want to try really hard. Um, yeah. And we, re- we reward that as opposed to, how much can you do? And no barbell, no gymnastics. That was the other thing that we did that there are places that people can hide. You know, you can hide yeah. behind a heavy barbell. You can hide behind staring up and looking at a rig. When it's carry your partner, when it's max row, when it's kettlebell swings, when it's burpees, there's like no excuse to that. You, you just got to keep going. Yeah. I mean, you take the gymnastics out and I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm what uh, Talking Elite Fitness calls a rig shaker. You know, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit bigger. So give me the heavy weights, give me that sort of thing, but anything, anything, you know, gymnastics related, I'm, I'm out. Um, that's, that's awesome. So, so you have the four, if I'm counting correctly, you had four events here stateside. So Miami, yep. my, Mayhem, Miami, uh, yep. LA, Houston, and LA, and Houston. 
Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm definitely gonna try and make it, make it to one of them. Um, probably Miami. Um, although, you know, a trip to mayhem is not, is not, uh, <laughs> is quite inviting as well. Um, you know, for, for, for us here. Um, Especially with the, the coffee and the, and the food they've got there. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. I hear they have some great uh, bison sticks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, funny story about that, I did buy some of their uh, some of their biltong, their beef jerky. Oh yeah, yeah. And I brought it home. I didn't open it when it, when I was down there. I, I didn't open it. Um, I left it on my on my table on my next to my bed, and my wife opened it and grabbed a piece or whatever, and then I couldn't find it. I'm like, where is it? My dog. I have an American Pitbull Terrier. My dog grabbed it and ate the whole package. I was like, you are such an ass. And you didn't even get one piece. <laughs> I didn't get a, I didn't get one piece. Not not one piece. I, I got some of the sticks from, you know, when I was there, I had them, you know, but I didn't get the actual, the actual built on. I was pretty, I was pretty upset. So I think to... if ever there needed to be a reason to buy some more, I think that's the reason. That's, that's the, the reason right there. Pay. Yes. The dog, the dog he, should pay. He's a free. He's a, he's a freeloader. He's he's a big, he's a big eighty five pound American pit bull terrier that I I wow. actually wrestle with. So I will I will go full UFC with him. I'll flip him up over you know WWE onto the bed. Um, also yeah we we will actually fight. Um, yeah, he was just getting he was just getting you back. That's he was yeah. waiting for the perfect opportune moment to repay you for that's, all of that time you've got him in a headlock but that's emotional that, that's like an emotional damage <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that, that, you know you don't eat somebody's beef jerky you just you just don't um man so kind of you gave a little bit of your background being you know a detective and things like that but you know i i see you on instagram and you're absolutely killing it out there um but i gotta ask you have a little bit of what I would call probably it might be an addiction. It might not be to tattoos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, you, you have you a could couple take that idea potentially. There's a few. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few. Um, it started a long time ago. You know, I, I kind of, I got tattooed when I was 16. Um, and then a, a big thing that doesn't help is that I've got friends in the industry who uh, own studios. Yeah. So what, what kind of happens is, especially I live, quite far away from where I grew up so when I go home it's like oh cool let, let, let's catch up oh well I'm working in the studio oh well I'll come in the studio oh well while we're here should we do yeah. something so that that has been a, a mainstay for about five or six years of, of how things just happen to appear on my body at different points but it gets yeah. harder now because seriously like the more tattoos you get like the more the spaces that you've got left become really painful so yeah. I have to kind of G myself up to be like okay we're gonna go with this part of my throat or we're gonna go with this part of like my elbow or like somewhere that's like left so yeah. i'm slowing down now definitely yeah. slowing down <laughs> could you even guess to how many you actually have i mean 50 plus maybe and then obviously there's big pieces that have yeah. taken a long time there's stuff that needs finishing on me like that's been unfinished six seven years yeah um, things that we're now going over that we've kind of done before it's kind of like my face is a is a no-go some people i know who've had their face done like that's kind of cool it's down to them but my, my face is kind of like a line i mean the side you can't really see it a minute because i've got long hair yeah. but side of my head my head is done that's i think that's as extreme as i'm gonna go because yeah, that's, mean, that's still pretty extreme it's one of those things that if you wanted to you just grow your hair out you can cover it up but yeah you know. i mean i mean i do still get followed around walmart when I'm in America, with my head shaking. <laughs> like, like the security guards will just kind of walk a little bit behind me. And I'm like, dude, we're good. I promised you. Just, I just want to buy some pancakes, and I'm gone. <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're absolutely good. I'm I've got a piece. Of, so I, I mean, I guess you would say I have one tattoo, but it takes up my whole entire arm. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm you know got the whole. I've got my Harry Potter, yeah, nice. um, Harry Potter time turner on the inside, and then I have, um, then I have clocks for all my all my children. So each, so each clock is one of is one of my children. So I have four kids and um, and each one is set for the 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 time represents the date they were born. So, Amazing. you know, like 107, 1220, uh, 1227. No, yeah. OK, <laughs> messing up times. Like, oh, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, 17311, 1227 and 619 are the are the times. Amazing. And then I've got some different things wrapped in there. Um, but 
I've been trying to finish this piece for a couple of years. Um, in fact, there was only three clocks and then, and then the, our latest one was, I don't want to say it was an accident, but he wasn't definitely wasn't planned. Wasn't planned. <laughs> so, so, so I had to add this, this clock to the, to the forearm and it just started like spreading down. So now it's like, oh yeah, I should just do the whole arm and just, you know, just finish, yeah. finish it out. Right. Um, I, I, I second that. I second that. And, and I am possibly the world's worst person to ask for an opinion because there's always <laughs> going to be just one opinion that's coming from me. Yeah, this is a full send. We're going to go. We're going to do it. So yeah, do it. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, work, I'm working on that arm. And then I'm already thinking about the other arm. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I'm going to do one, do the other and, you know, just see how it goes. Um, because me and my wife have this thing where we don't get names. Like we don't put names. Yeah, same. So, um, yeah. but I can put something that represents, so we, we yeah, put, 100%. Put, put representative things. So that's, that's what we're working on, working on working with, um, what, um, you know, but you know, kind of, you know, what's your, what, when did you make the decision to get out of police and, and get out of law enforcement and then finally go full-time into this? Like, how did, how did that evolve? Yeah, it was it was 2019, um, sort of November of 2019. Um, we just we'd planned out and scheduled that for 2020, <laughs> we were going to have a real big ex- expansion of events. <laughs> yeah. little, little did we know. Um, yeah. So I was, you know, spoke to my bosses and said, "Look, I want to exercise." At the time, I had an option to have a career break. So there's certain criteria that you're allowed to have a career break and go back to the job at a later point. So the police works a little bit differently over here than, than in the U.S. Because um, I know U.S. can be short term contracts and sometimes you change between different places and things like that. But effectively, we, we get you're in the police until you leave or if you yeah. did something not, not, you know, silly. Um, so you're allowed a career break for five years to do things. So you're, I can't just go and work in a bank. I need to be doing something that's contributing to a community or further in education. It's got to be one of those two oh, things. Wow. So, so they said like, look, okay, cool. Yeah, and obviously it's, it's unpaid. So you've got to fund yourself as you go away, but you keep your job for a period of time. So I was like, yeah, want to do it. You know, like, this is the time. We've Battle Cancer seems to be needing people to do it full time. Me and my wife both made the decision we would leave our jobs. And, you know, it became where I was doing more Battle Cancer stuff than my normal job. Yeah. And I was like, this, this is tipping the balance where I'm now actually probably not doing what I should in terms of my original career plan. Um, and I'm getting, you know, two or three years down the line, would we look back and go, oh, actually, we could have made more of an impact about cancer if we'd have had it as our sole focus, not half of our focus. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, let's do it. You know, like, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> and then um, three months <laughs> later, the world stopped. Yes. Uh, but. But, you know, and I've kind of said this to so many people, it was, it taught us so much. It made us become incredibly professionalized. We used that time to do some really cool things. We launched the Battle Cancer program during that time. We built and made a gym that we're in today with the office. We got very clever and reviewed the way that we spoke to people and the way we communicated our message and the way that we planned where we we're going to go and what we we're going to do and we thought about the events for the first time and thought how can we make them better how can we attract more people to this so whilst it was a really tough time and you know tough for everybody globally yeah there was a lot of learning that it actually helped us do because we stopped you know and we, we pulled through and we're here now and we've you know we've grown our events again and we're in a really cool position so it was um it was that kind of the original decision to leave was like i really love what i'm doing with battle cancer and i don't want to be 75 and think oh do you know what i probably could have made more of an impact if i have just tried I, I always believe in just trying yeah if it doesn't work at least you've tried yep that and that's awesome and again the passion behind behind the effort and behind what you're doing is is amazing what are some of the coolest things that you've seen so i'm gonna i'm gonna split this up because i know when you're battling cancer some of the coolest things that you're going to see um are things that really people may not see all the time you know where you do change somebody's life so i'm gonna kind of split it up so what is the um i'm gonna i'm gonna call it the crossfit fangirl side (laughs) what is the coolest (laughs) moment that you got on on that side and then also, what is the coolest moment personally from doing this work that you've that you've encountered? Yeah, I think from from the CrossFit side, like it's it's like um, it's been like a weird succession of stuff that 
I think because of the way I am a little bit, and I think because I compete and I'm like, okay, um, I can kind of exist in two patterns. And this has always helped a little bit so that when we've connected with people that are great athletes and got a good platform, you know, I'm very much myself and then I can get to train people and compete with people. And that, that has really helped that side. Certainly. Um, I think in all, in all honesty, you know, really good, you know, that I've made friends that are great athletes in Laura Olson, Sam, Sam Briggs, like recently really got on with Chandler Smith and, you know, meeting Rich and all those guys. And just, there's a lot of people from games athlete side that I've been very lucky to get to know and train with or hang out with and stuff. However, I'd say probably getting a partnership with CrossFit was probably the biggest thing because for years it was always under Glassman, CrossFit's unapproachable as a HQ. You know, we, we used the name once on a, on a post and we got a cease and desist email that, yeah. was, that was threatening legal action. And so whilst I believed in the CrossFit community, I really struggled to kind of see what hate, what HQ could do yeah um, and then connected very early on with Eric when Eric took over had a number of really amazing phone calls with him and then met him a few times at the games and again we, we talked quite a bit that was cool because that was like okay actually now this thing that's got such power and people love and is a, is a day-to-day passion and livelihood for people the people that are actually behind that wall really care and really believe yeah. in it and really have been affected and want to make a change. Um, you know, so many people like Buttery Bros worked for CrossFit HQ, you know, like Rory worked for CrossFit HQ, like Sean and Tommy like worked for CrossFit HQ. So there's just these phenomenal people that once that kind of wall came down at CrossFit and we've, we've met these people, we've just had amazing connection with them and they've, they've done so much and, and hopefully we can keep growing that as well. Yeah. But getting to legally allowed to use that name and have it on our website and, you know, at our events that we have a connection with CrossFit and CrossFit affiliates and that they post about us, that to me was kind of the biggest CrossFit thing. That, that was kind of like, do you know what? They believe in what we've been trying to say for years and, and yeah. that's super cool. And, and now awesome. we're discussing really good stuff with them. You know, phone calls this past, two phone calls this past week with HQ on a, on a number of things that hopefully we can get in, in, out as a wider thing. Um, and if that comes off, that'll be really, really epic in terms of impacting people. That's awesome. Now, are you, will you guys be at the games this year? There, is there, so is we've said yes. Working on? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that's like a, an initial point. We just need to work out like what that looks like. Um, we love just getting to run sessions with people and interact with people from all over the US. It was a phenomenal. So I think it would be along those lines again. Um, but I'm a bit cheeky. I'm like, okay, how, how do I get my branding on the floor? How do I, yeah. how do we get you to talk about us online? Like, how do I do all those things? And everyone just always laughs at me because I just, I think I just ask and yeah. um, people are not so used to me just saying straight up like, okay, so how do you just email everyone on your email list to tell them about that cancer? Yeah. And they're like, oh, people don't usually ask that. Well, don't ask, you don't get. So um, absolutely, that that's that kind of next step, which would be super cool from them. Like I say, you know, they're very bought in in terms of seeing, certainly Eric, because Eric said to us, you know, he wants the CrossFit's future for the majority of its income to be going back into the community. Like that, yeah. that's something that never came out of anyone's mouth pre, you know, Eric Rosa. Yeah. And, and, and it's awesome to see the ownership that's being taken from CrossFit as far as really making it an, an initiative to get back into the community and be, be what everybody wanted it to be. And I mean, say what you want to about the, you know, changes that you like and don't like and, and things like that. They're, they are running a business. They are, you know, you, you know, there, there's some level of, things that they have to do to make it prosperous and not everyone's going to agree with, you know, with everything, but it's part of, it's part of the thing. Um, on the personal side, what are some things that, that you've seen from, you know, from all this that, that has really just kind of touched you personally, um, whether it be, you know, an individual or just, you know, a community or things like that? I think, you know, for, for a good few years, it used to be the financials. So it used to be, oh, I'd see these like really big numbers attached to an event or at year end of what we'd managed to do. Um, and that kind of fed, faded away. Like it, it's something that's the continual gigantic focus, but it yeah. has been very bad individual led, you know, so 
there's a, there's a few. There's a, a young guy um, called Rob Bychan. He's up in Scotland. He got a brain tumor at the age of like just turned 17. Um, very quick, aggressive diagnosis that you know wouldn't be here very long. Um, but he was one of the fittest teens in in Europe prior to his diagnosis. So already crazy, crazy super fit guy. And mm-hmm. um, the aggressive aggressive medication that put him on made him add ten stones. So I'm trying to work out what that would be in like pounds. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot. Um, so it's a lot. So he added a huge amount of weight on because of the treatment itself. Yeah. Um, and we can we connected connected with his family and then saw his transformation once he kind of almost miraculously kind of fought through this this treatment and, and come through the other side. And now he's back um, training again. But it was to see him come to our event. So we connected with him and his mom. Uh, shared a lot of his stories and what he's kind of been through. And we organised a Zoom call where it was Sarah Sigmund's daughter, uh, Jamie Green and Elliot that were on there. And we had this like really nice kind of closed chat yeah. between, between the four of us. Uh, and his mind was blown. Like it was a surprise. He thought he was just having like a Zoom call with someone else. Yeah. Um, and then to see that recovery and then to see him step out at our London event with, in a team with his brother, and then Craig Ritchie and, and Jazz, who he was a big fan of, yeah. was, was so cool to see that. You know, we've, we've had people, uh, Mark, who's an athlete who's done our Irish event, he'd recovered from cancer, but suffered severe depression because of the way people treated him. He mm-hmm. did our event, was in the final heat, had like a thousand, literally a thousand people cheering him through. Uh, it was in floods of tears afterwards and said how it completely changed life. He's now a full-time coach. He does speaking tours to talk about the impact of what like illness can do on your mental aspects as well as physical. We've got a volunteer of our Craig's. He, he'd had a brain tumor multiple times over three or four years. We thought we were going to lose him. There was a point where he was volunteering at our events, would fly home for chemo and then come back out to another event wow. to volunteer and judge, you know, and, and they, these are just these continual ones, you know, it's, We've had a group of people who were all still undergoing cancer treatment. We did our event in Spain. Everyone in the in their feet stopped at the end, made a human tunnel, and applauded them off the, wow. the floor. And we didn't organize that. They just did yeah. that themselves. We, we've had that happen, and so many people across the world. It's it's almost difficult to pick one. So there's there's ones that just continually jump out, but. I think it's seeing the spirit of people, seeing what people can do when they change, but that change is driven by a community and a support around them. Personally, that's that's the biggest thing. That's, that's awesome. by far the, the the impact. And 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 I and I get it. Like the money goals are great, but at the end of the day, when you attach that to actual people and the lives that you actually yeah. are changing with that money, it's it's a completely different thing. Because like you said. I mean, it's like taking, you know, if you, if we're talking about cancer research and we're talking about the money that goes into it and, and all that, I mean, a million dollars is literally like taking a glass of water and throwing it into the ocean. It's, it, you know, it's yeah. it, it, at that point, it becomes insignificant. But when you actually see the lives that are changing and the, the people who are affected and and the tears, the tunnels that, you know, that people are making for and, and the tears and the cheers for for these people who are going through this just just brutal um disease like mm. like it, it it is one of like to me there there are a thousand other things that you know people can get sick and die from but to mm. me it seems like cancer is the is just the most i don't even know the word to say it's just it, it's just the most devastating to watch um as somebody who who have has watched it personally yeah. it's just like oh like it's helpless. Like it feels like it feels like you're helpless as you see somebody fighting these battles and to be able to get alongside people and, you know, put your money where your mouth is, put your Mm. physical fitness where, you know, on the line, you know, put your body and on the line, you know, to do all these things to help further that cause, I think is amazing. Um, so just connect, connecting people is, is a, is a big element that we often miss that a big element of our events is that people walk off the competition floor and they're sweaty out of breath and tired and they know how hard that workout's been but they also know how hard it is to go through life either with someone who's been through cancer or through it themselves so yeah. the connections that people make and the conversations that open up you know people who are living with cancer they don't often feel comfortable or understood um you know and it's you know you'll hear a lot of like oh i'm sorry 
Well, what you know, biggest thing I always hear back from people who, particularly undergoing cancer treatment themselves, is people always just say to me they're sorry, and they're like, "Why are you sorry? You've not done it to me. Like, treat me yeah. normal. Don't treat me like I'm something else. Like, have, poke fun at me. You know, push me to do things. Don't just kind of." treat me as this like pariah that's, that's hidden away um, and we, we've changed that perception you know I think we've, we highlight also that you don't ever stop living with cancer that yeah. you know if you survive that initial diagnosis and treatment you ring a bell that's not happily lives ever after there's there's continual checkups you're living with the post-traumatic stress of that time that you're under that you know your healthcare changes your access to certain other things change that again isn't spoken about that's a big thing yeah. of what we're trying to do is that hopefully by getting conversation people can understand and exactly what you know I've spoke to your wife about and you alluded to at the beginning she's at another end of that she's having to do something preemptive yeah. to, to, to almost stop that that's so difficult you know how many people does she know who's had to make those kinds of decisions and understand that that's not you don't get to meet someone at Whole Foods and have a conversation you do at a battle cancer event so yeah. even for one day, you know that that person just kind of understands where you've been. And I, and I think that's something that you don't get very, very, very many places. Yeah. And that's one of the things she's actually gotten from a lot of like Facebook support groups and things like that that she's mm -hmm. joined with that other people who are going through it. And, you know, it's something that I never really like I saw, you know, I, obviously I saw my dad, but I was I was really young when all that happened. Mm -hmm. But seeing her walk through it, there's nothing I can say to to really understand what she's going through and what and you know how I can best help her but seeing her in in contact with some of these groups and talking to them and them giving her ideas and and giving her you know motivation and and different things to kind of push her to a good solution um is invaluable so you know that's where it goes back to you know organizations and people just people speaking about it and talking about it and and making it less of a of a oh you know we shouldn't we shouldn't touch this subject no we absolutely yeah. should um yes. we, we absolutely should do everything we can to uh, to eliminate it but if we can't eliminate it we're gonna fight like hell i mean that's yeah. you know that's what what we're gonna do and and obviously we have four little pieces of motivation running around our house for her to be here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the, those kids, I mean, they, they range in ages from 13 <coughs> to one and a half. And, wow. um, you, you know, so we do have our hands <laughs> full. So it's, it's going to be an interesting year, you know, year this year, um, you know, just trying to navigate all that. So, yeah. um, one of the things that I really liked about your program is that it's not so much like, obviously you're doing things for, you know, for preventative, you know, get healthy, you know, do everything you can on the front side to, to be as the healthiest version of yourself and prevent, you know, prevention is the best thing, but some people, you know, like my wife, it's not a prevention issue. It's, it's a, when is it going to come? Because yeah. I'm predisposed yeah. to this. Um, one of the things I love about your program is that it focuses on the after. And, you know, some of the things you said is, as far as getting people back to a sense of normalcy, um, which, which I love that because, you know, it's not necessarily, sometimes it's not necessarily the cancer that does the damage. It's the treatment. No, it's the treatment of the cancer that does the damage. Um, so, so what are some things that, you know, you've kind of put in, you know, and obviously you're doing it a lot in the UK, but hopefully, you know, you know, bringing it over to this side as well, you know, to, to the US, what are some things that, that you're doing with that, you know, to kind of, you know, put back into the communities? Because I know you have some programs that you were working with, with that. Yeah, so I mean, we've got quite a few in the US starting this year. So I mean, we've already, we've completed one in San Diego, we've got a program coming in Miami, we've got one in, coming to New York, to Boston, to Georgia, to New England, um, trying to think where else we've got them to make, to Tennessee. Um, so yeah, we, we've got about, I think like 10 or 11 programs that we funded in the US. The, the whole point of the program is that it's, it's 12 weeks, you get two classes a week um, mm -hmm. and that's completely funded. So you don't pay a single penny as the participant. And the whole idea is that you come back to training and we focus on, on you in terms of improving your mobility, improving your baseline strength and improving your baseline cardiovascular recovery. Because treatment, 
particularly causes on average chronic fatigue. So chronic fatigue is the number one hit in due to, to cancer treatments, which yeah. is not just feeling a little bit tired. That's yeah. like, I literally can't walk out the house. I can't do anything. And then the mental aspect of then comes inside of that. So for us, we want to reduce that. And also when we talk about normalcy, for most people, it's how do we go back to being, to be able to, you know, double mastectomy. How do I go and get my hands back above my head? How do I grab things from the top shelf at the supermarket? How do I throw my kids in the air again? Yeah. How do I chase, you know, people? How do I pick the dog up when the dog's stealing my wife's, my, my husband's <laughs> beef you know? yeah. it's, it's It's those things that we don't think about and we just take it completely for granted, but impacts and changes someone's life so much after the treatment. And the treatment is a deal, isn't it? So, you know, you, you make a deal. You say, I, I want to stay on this planet. However, you know, cancer says, well, I'll do you a deal. We'll, we'll do that. However, you're going to have to live with how, what this is going to do to you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you've finished, there's very little structure in terms of how we bring you back. And actually, the, the vast majority of post-cancer treatments at the moment to get you back to physical strength are actually quite demeaning. They're very low level. So they center in and around stand, sit, walk, stand, sit, walk. Mm-hmm. vast majority of people that we deal with on the program they were athletes they've been yeah. collegiate athletes they've, they've been part-time athletes they've been you know bodybuilders crossfitters runners you know they've played hockey all these people have done these things so they they don't want to be treated as a stand up sit down walk around in a circle they want yeah. to get their hands on a weight they want to be pushed they want to be spoken to like you would in a normal training session or a normal class the difference is we do it in time domains because me and you might have a different output in a minute, you know, mm. but that's fine because we can still train together because we've got the same minute and we're still sharing the same experience. And um, we test people along the way. And that's not just to kind of treat them into experiments. It's for them to chart their own success and see, yeah. oh, well, this is actually changing for me. You know, one of our partners this year across the events and the program is Whoop. The reason that that is big for us is because we get a, a consistent set of data. So everyone who comes on the program will get a free six month subscription to Whoop and a Whoop band. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, they, so they can see for the full six months, okay, this is three month impact of what happens on here. And three months afterwards, as I kind of go into the next stage post that recovery, what am I doing? You know, and that data we're taking to change perceptions in the medical community because it's very easy to prescribe pain medication to someone yeah. who's had cancer treatment. It's very difficult to get a prescription to go to a prostate gym. You know, yeah. how many times does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what we want to do is we want to show to people and say, look, okay, healthcare providers in the US, this stuff works. You know, like, why don't you sign off? you know, $500 worth of prostate classes for somebody instead of giving them $500 worth of an opioid. Or, yeah. you know, on the flip reverse of why don't you as a gym, why don't you open your doors to people who've had cancer? Because they're very scared. Usually they say, oh, well, we might we might make them worse. Well, no, we've got the data to show you that if you just treat them normally, you're going to make them better. Yeah. You know, being sensible, but you're going to make them better. So we want to try and change perceptions of those two things as well. It's not as well as affecting the individual. We want to try and prove through that data that that the medical industry and the fitness industry should become a little bit closer friends and stop kind of avoiding each other so much. Well, and, and I think we've seen it with this pandemic that Mm. when it, when it comes to common sense and fitness, it just doesn't, the, the health, the health initiative of, of what we would call the professionals does not line up with the health health initiative of actual common sense and health. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you say $500 worth of opioids. I mean, that's like half a pill. I mean, they're giving thousands upon thousands of dollars of, of opioids and, and different, you know, different drugs that, you know, are either not going to help or they're just going to kick, kick the can down the road, you know, a little, a little further of, you know, just making it more difficult for you to come back. Um, because once you get addicted to those things, you're done. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's such a hard, a hard fight to get off of them once you're, once you're locked into them. But like you said, a gym membership, $500, that's barely going to touch what they're paying into the system for, yeah. you know, for, you know, these, these medications and, and pills that if we just got people healthy, we wouldn't need those things anymore. 
and if we don't... it's also the long term it's the long term impact in terms of mentally so we we also ask people to journal throughout the 12 weeks and in that mm-hmm. journal we ask them questions that's based on their perception of their own happiness in life so it's a quality mm-hmm. of life questionnaire one of those key questions is how much do you rely on medication to exist so to mm-hmm. just get up in the morning and go to bed at night and we've seen across the board that reduces yeah. so they go from completely reliant to about half reliant which is to me is a win yeah. so you know there's still an amount of medication and i understand that i'm not a hippie sure. i'm not saying that people don't you know only earth you know cures people i'm not saying that however to drop that by half is huge to, to just exist to just get up, go to work, be with your family is, is phenomenal. So yeah. that is, it's a big, big change, but one that, you know, like you mentioned, is financially makes sense to people from our side. It's just yeah. how do we convince other people? Yeah, and especially when the drug, com- when the drug companies are, are kind of, you know, playing the system to, you know, to, you know, hurt the insurance companies and the insurance companies are playing the game back and you know you get up you get that whole game as well um how so if somebody's listening to this let's say they're a gym owner um or they're a coach how would they best get involved how you know if they were passionate about this and they wanted to put this either into their gym um or into their community somehow what, what are some ways that they could um get involved with it so we you know we're still looking for some places that we want to host the program which is where we pay for the coach and we actually fund them and we give them their hourly rates to coach those sessions uh, but beyond that we also have some places that just want to run it themselves it's their own thing but we help them with the onboarding and the medical we help them with everything that sits behind that um just reaching out to us www.battlecancer.com super simple just battlecancer.com you can find out about the events there's fundraising packs on there we can communicate back there's a contact us um but also it breaks down about the program as well so we don't hold ip on the program you know we're, we're happy to give it away to people we're happy to walk coaches hands through the program to be able to support them you know my thing was it was a great thing that Elon Musk talked about with uh, electric cars because there's no intellectual property on any Teslas. And he says, well, how is electric cars going to take over the world if I just keep all the secrets to good ones? You know, yeah. and, and that, that for me was what we wanted to do. We want to encourage people to take this on. So like we, you know, we open that up. Um, the events that are coming, we love to give, we always give discounts, free teams to affiliates. We try and get as many of the communities in those cities involved. So even if it's not a program, if people just want to come and get involved in the events and give their members an, an awesome day, you know, they, they can find out and sign up or we will we reach out basically to every gym anyway. Yeah. So anyone listening who owns a gym, expect an email from us if you're <laughs> in one of our places. Uh, but yeah, everything through battlecancer.com um, and we're just info at battlecancer.com. Um, we always just fire back to everyone as well. Like, you know, even if people just want to share a story with us, we, we, we highlight and share stories every week. So even if someone says, look, this is just me, I've been affected this way. If this helps someone else, yeah. we'd love to hear from people. That's awesome. I, and there's a local gym here in town. There's a, uh, there's a, um, I guess it's a, I don't want to call it a corporation. There's a, there's a, there's a group that's also doing CrossFit competitions and they're hosting them in local boxes um, called Girls, okay. Gone, Girls Gone RX is actually. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Heard about yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a local gym that's actually doing that uh, in April this year. So they're, they're amazing. It, it's actually the gym that I used to be a coach at, used to be the coach at. They have sold, you know, since then and they have new owners who I'm, you know, good friends with and they're running that, that, so I told him I was going to talk about that as, <laughs> as well. And like, you know, highlight, you know, it really it's, it's, it's a battle that anybody that can get involved in, you know, anywhere, you know, get involved in the battle against cancer, you know, everywhere. Um, but this uh, Girls Gone Rx is, it's a three team um, competition or three person team of just women. So it's just a women's competition, um, yeah. you know, which, which I found was, was cool. My wife is, you know, again, all, all in, you know, anything we can do to, to help you know, further the, further research and further, you know, fighting this, this battle. Um, have you thought about doing anything like that? Like the kind of like little, I don't want kind of like pop-up competitions, um, you know, in other gyms. No, not, sort of thing? not really. It, only because so like for us, first of all, it's like a wider thing. So we, we, we try and bring 
and create a very big atmosphere yeah um and, and give it the grandeur and kind of thing that, that's our thing you know we we want to be a waterpalooza for people who don't go to waterpalooza we want to give them that experience and that's what we awesome. found is it's very difficult to do that like you know we, we couldn't have 600 people all working out at once in a gym but we, yeah. we can at our events so we want to give them that experience we do visit gyms so we we have what we call the battle cancer training tour so every city that we host an event we visit that city for a full week and okay. we come and we drop we drop into gyms um, and we take over their classes so we do three four classes and um, they do a battle cancer workout we have an education piece to get to interact we always get great pictures video of people um, we do a little training we talk about early detection how to spot and look at signs of early detection of cancer so we actually do so whilst it's not the competition and like no one pays for these this is what we just go to the city and we do um so we'll we'll be hitting up each of those cities in the u.s in september so that's, that's awesome before our before our main event so we actually cover pretty much like the globe twice so we have our main events and then we have our educational and, and, and training tours that happen before so whilst not competitions we do visit lots and lots of gyms and get to meet people and, and talk about what we do that is that's fantastic i love it um so what are some what are some i mean i'm kind of a, a, a person when i whenever i am thinking of things that i'm doing what's like five years down the road like what are what's what are you looking at you know, it's kind of big goals that you haven't necessarily attained yet that you're wanting to hit. What, what are some of those? Um, I mean, we don't kind of have like this particular outline thing. It's, it's always, you know, we want to just continually expand in terms of certainly the program. We yeah. want to reduce the chances of that being a postcode lottery. We want, we want people to be, you know, maybe you only live 20 miles away from where there's a program. You know, that, that's a fantastic thing for us to try and aim for um, so that we give as many people the chance to have access to that kind of training and support. And then from the events, you know, we would love to be fundraising, you know, at the height, Tough Mudder was fundraising two to five million a year. Amazing if we can get that well i've just never attached a number we've always just said okay let's grow we want to continue to build and yeah that way you never you're never satisfied if i put a number on and we hit it oh cool like uh, do we go on for tea or it, for us it's like the, the problem is so big that there's almost not a, a number that satisfies it we want to we want to keep going but you know five years time it'd be amazing if we've got you know an event in every state in the u.s if we've got a program at least in every state, if not every major city, that like that's the goal of, of, for us to to attain. Five years, I don't know, but we, we, <laughs> keep, we keep trying. I like it, and 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 as I say that, I remember it, it's so hard to plan now with with all the stuff that came up with COVID. It's like, oh yeah, I've got this plan, but life has different, you know, yeah. life has different plans. <laughs> um, so looking forward to seeing you again at the CrossFit Games. Uh, you know, this year, hopefully, I, I'm. I'm not confirmed yet, yet whether or not I'm going to be there this year, just with the things that are going on with my wife, August is going to be of one of those big surgery, yeah, surgery months. Day. So, yeah. um, but man, Scott, thank you so much for, you know, for, you know, jumping in on this and, and jumping on the podcast and you have an open invite any, any time, um, to come on, but tell people, you know, kind of one more time, how they can connect with you via either social media, um, you know, follow you follow battle cancer, you know, give, give kind of the whole rundown on, on where they can, you know, where they yeah, can so basically any social media account where you can type the two words that are battle and cancer, you'll find us, um, on Instagram, it's at battle.cancer, you know, the website is just www.battlecancer.com. Um, you can find battle cancer, even on TikTok now, like LinkedIn, just type the words battle cancer as soon as you see our shield pop up like that's us um and if you wanted to get in contact by our email like i said there's a contact or section on the website or it's literally just info at battlecancer.com so everything is just battlecancer.com makes things super nice and easy um but yeah love to hear from people we really want to like i say even if it's just sharing a story there's, there's a long long way that that goes but thank you so much for the opportunity man it's fantastic and if i don't get to see you in august Hopefully we can get to see you at one of our events at the tail end of the year. Yeah, we're, we're trying again, you know, as you know, it's kind of one of those things that we got to see how, you know, how she progresses and, and how we do, if not, you know, we're going to try and support any way we can, um, because it is Amazing. something, you know, like I said, that is near and dear to my heart, even if it is just as a platform, trying to get it out to as many people oh, as we can, cool. we're trying to, you know, trying to push that 
push that as far as we can. So it's, it's definitely something that I, I love and support and love everything that you're doing with it. And man, can't wait to see how far this goes and, and what all you do with it. Thank you so much, dude. Good luck with four children, a gigantic dog and the rest of your day. <laughs> yes. And uh, pa pass on my love to your wife and please keep us in the loop of how everything goes this year. Obviously she's, you know, from speaking to her very quickly, I know she's ready to hit it head on, but you know, to kind of follow on that journey, it'll be great. But yeah, we'll so do keep, keep us in the loop, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. Take care, bud. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I had a great time talking to Scott. He is so down to earth and so much fun to talk to, and he knows his stuff. Get over and check him out um, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever social medias are, um, Scott Britton or at Scott Brits on Instagram, or you can uh, follow Battle Cancer. I highly recommend you follow Battle Cancer to see all the updates and things that they're going to be doing nationwide here in the U.S. Or if you're listening abroad in uh, in Europe, you can get involved directly with them. Um, they they just they're such they have such an amazing heart for the mission that they're doing. I am 100% behind it as somebody who has been affected personally by cancer in my family, and of course the battle that we talked about that my wife is going through uh, currently. It's going to be an interesting year, and uh, I could not be happier with what they're doing and, and what they're promoting, and I love getting behind them. So get over there, check them out. And also, just a reminder, as I said at the top of the show, Girls Gone Rx is happening at CrossFit Zoo, or you can go to the Girls Rx, uh, Girls Gone Rx um, Instagram to see other locations throughout the uh, country that they're going to be doing this competition. But on April 9th, it's going to be right here in my hometown of Ocala, Florida, at CrossFit Zoo. So go to the CrossFit Zoo Instagram and Facebook. You can sign up. Teams of three women, they have a, an RX division, and then they have a scaled division uh, that you can sign up for. Teams of three, ladies-only competition. And uh, it's going to be a great time supporting a great cause. The gym that gets the most teams, if you sign up this week, will get a free registration to, uh, to enter. And if you sign up before March 21st, you are guaranteed a free shirt and name plaque for your team. So get over there, get signed up. Any info, if you if you can't find it, you can reach out to me on the Wex Appeal Podcast Instagram. And check out the Wex Appeal Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and also now on TikTok. I'm trying to do some TikTok things, so get over there, check it out, and uh, hope that you join us soon. So follow all the platforms, and we will be talking to you soon. Have a great day. Be safe. Peace.